Hi guys, this is Carrie with Fullerton Professional Organizing, and today we're talking about Sarah Mueller, Maintain a Decluttered Space. How to maintain a decluttered space. Now, by um, just a little bit about her, uh, she is founder of Declu the Decluttering Club. Sarah Mueller, founder of Decluttering Club, and she's a single mom of four boys. And she says, by using some of the right strategies, you can get to a place where you're not living in constant clutter and you don't always feel like it's a constant battle. Uh, when you think of getting rid of stuff, you often think about, I love all these things. I need all these things. But the reality is, when you start taking a look, you will be so surprised at what you really have that you ha have totally forgotten about. Maybe you just need to go let go of some of those things that you're not using. You keep the things that you love, you keep the things that you are using, but there is a whole lot of stuff that nobody is using in their homes. And when we identify that stuff and when we let it go in ways that serve us, then life is easier and more peaceful. And we just have time for those things that we want to do. And it's so much easier to keep it that way once we get there. All right, now, um, her philosophy is a little harder said or easier said than done. Not hard. Um, because if we had the mindset that she's talking about today, then it would already be easy but we have to sometimes talk ourselves into uh, having a better space that's easier to keep up with. So here's some things that she has, she has to say. Um, this is called Early Bird Mom, Maintain a Decluttered Space. Uh, she is Early Bird Mom. All right, and she starts out with um, one of the challenges that we have that she has people do is to look basically, start under your kitchen or your bathroom sink, your kitchen sink, and pull everything out and see what you have under there. And if there's, uh, she says, one of the challenges that we have people do is like look basically clean out under their sink right their kitchen sink or the bathroom sink and time after time people will tell me i have no idea i had no idea this stuff was down there i don't even remember buying this stuff whereas they would open their kitchen cupboard under the sink every now and then and and go, oh my gosh, this is a nightmare. This is a disaster. And they'd be kind of judging themselves and they'd be frustrated and annoyed. And so they're sort of thinking, I have too much stuff. And they didn't realize, oh, 
Well, actually, I have no trouble getting rid of this stuff because this stuff I didn't need. I don't want and I don't remember buying it. So technically, she's start saying, start with the easy stuff. In some ways, she's saying, start with the easy stuff that you didn't even know you still had and you never used it. So often you will find all kinds of things that you can let go of. And it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be hard, but actually this was pretty easy. Uh, there's a lot of easy targets that you can tackle before you get to the hard stuff and you'd be surprised. And she says, keeping spaces decluttered. People kind of think that once you declutter, then your space should be magic, should magically stay that way. And unfortunately, we all know that that is not the truth. But less stuff is easier to keep tidy. Um, she says, hands down, and I know you know this, when you have less stuff, it is so much easier to keep things tidy. Because the less stuff you have, the easier it is to keep it clean, right? Or the easier it is to clean it up to get back to the place where things could look because you just have that much less to deal with. So less stuff always, always, always is the first step. And that is what I have found in my home. If I have less stuff, it's then less stuff gets pulled out and left out and therefore there's less stuff to clean up at the end of the week. And some people have this victim mentality, she says, I don't know what happened. Your ha uh, the house just blew up. It was clean and then it blew up. Well, we all know that the house didn't get messy on its own. Your house did not trash itself, but there were people who did this, right? It was the kids or it was you or it was your spouse. It was the dogs. Somebody actively did it, right? And so let's let's be aware of our language and our mindset on that. We are not at the mercy of our houses. The house didn't do anything. That house just sits there, right? <laughs> so true. Um, we don't even realize it. It's usually, you know, just a joke, but we're not victims of our houses. However, this is good news because now we it can be fixed. It didn't get messy by itself, so we have to clean it up. We can say our kids trash the house, but it's it's uh it doesn't have to mean we're terrible people because our kitchens get messy. This means that we live here and we eat and we cook. That's all it means. You know, when the house is messy, it means, and our kids made a mess, it's because we have kids. If, you know, we, uh, everything that we do is because we live in the home. So it's not necessarily that you're a bad parent. You just 
live in the home and you do things in the home and doing things can be messy. And so we can stop looking at messy spaces with all kinds of judgment. Then all of a sudden we are free and then we don't feel so awful and how we can do something about it. And now we can do something about it. We mess it up. Now we can clean it up. We're not victims. Now, habits and maintenance, she says, now we can talk about habits. Once we've decluttered and now our homes can be managed with less stuff, now we can start creating habits. And she says, I love to maintain because we can put so much maintenance on autopilot. Now we get to talk about those habits. When we have those habits in place, it's almost like the house kind of cleans itself, but not really. But it's so much easier because you have less stuff. Uh, she talks about a concept. She talks about uh, Kitchen Zero. Uh, she uh, Getting the kitchen or the house or the messy area back to ground zero. Uh, she says, and it could just seem like you do the dishes and it doesn't have to be too, it doesn't have to be deep cleaning the kitchen every day. That's not what she's talking about. It's what you decide. What you, what are the things that you want to do every day to kind of keep your kitchen uh, in the place where you, where your standards are. Now, the kitchen is different than the rest of the house because you have to keep your, your, your sink, your dishes clean. One, so you can eat out of dishes, but two, because uh, dirty dishes will attract rodents and bugs. So, that we, we do know, but there are other areas in your house that um, you have to determine what your standards are to get them back to your standard of ground zero. Some people may wash their, their baseboards on a regular basis, and some were like, baseboards? Why would I even clean the baseboards? Um, I'll just do that once a year. You know, it's your standard of clean. So, every family is going to have their own version of that, she says. But if you do these steps every day, wash the dishes every day, it's not a huge deal to do them. If you wait a week, then it's a lot of dishes and it looks like a bomb went off. So then you feel like you're a victim. Uh, but doing it every day, because even if you have a habit in place, you may not, you may not feel like doing it when the time comes. Motivation. Um, you, you do it without being motivated. Stop waiting. This is the mindset she, that I said is easier said than done, but you do it even when you're not motivated. Stop waiting for the motivation because you, 
if you wait for it, you may or may not show up. And again, you're kind of at the mercy of the motivation. But if you're like, I know what I have to do and I'm going to do it. We just clean up even when we don't feel like it. All right. And being empowered. If someone knocks over a glass of milk, we can either be, oh my goodness, you spilled. How could you do that? Of course, when you have kids, you got to make sure you don't have white carpet, white furniture, and things that will be ruined when they spill because they're going to spill. It, it's just going to happen. But you can either get upset and start screaming and hollering, or you can say, okay, this is a disaster. Uh, if someone knocks over a glass of milk, we can either be like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster, or we can be like, hey, we make spills, but there, here's what we do. When we knock over the milk or the water or the juice, we just clean it up. All of a sudden, we can empower our kids to be like, okay, it's no big deal. I'm just going to clean it up. Because again, we live here. We aren't surprised when we have to do that little bit of work, right? Because it makes such a big difference. Now, how to get it done? And then either way, we kind of have to get it done, right? So we might as well do it and not suffer under the requirement to get it done. Just noticing sometimes. Uh, people will just the volume of stuff, noticing the volume of the stuff not is not that big, but it's spread out in such a way that it looks like it, it's a lot, but it's really just fluffy. It's fluff, right? She uh, uses the analogy that to you, you may look at the living room and there's 10 toys all over the living room floor and it looks like a disaster, but Start thinking in your head, okay, how long would it take me to pick up 10 toys and get the living room back in order? Now, when I had babies and I was pregnant, I just took, and I couldn't bend over to pick up every single toy. So I would use, I bought a rake and I would rake all the toys in a pile and then I could sit in the floor and pick up all my first baby's toys while I was pregnant with the second baby. And it wasn't as hard as bending over and picking up each toy spread out all over the living room. Now, I just added that in. That's not from, um, from Sarah Mueller, but these are things that will also help you here. She calls it just fluff. If you realize that it's just 10 toys that it's not a whole pile of trash that you have to uh, sift through with bare hands, then your mindset is a little bit different. Is it fluffy or is it a room stacked high full of stuff? Okay, uh, so she calls it fluffy. So you spend five minutes and you pick up or you scoop up all the clothes and all of a sudden Bam, half the room is cleaned up and just like that. Or you get those empty boxes out of the way. Okay, all of a sudden I have all this space 
free to take care of the easy stuff and then your space is automatically going to be cleaner. And we've talked about that too before in some of our my podcasts. Um, because we would love for our family members to feel the same excited way that we do about, we're talking about family brings stuff in and family doesn't always want to help clean up, okay? Because we would love for our family members to feel the same excited way we do about a place that we work really hard on and they may jump on the bad wagon and clean alongside us or they may not. So do it for yourself. And so I think first, the most important thing is to be doing this for ourselves. Because you can enjoy a decluttered space too. You can enjoy that whether or not your the rest of your family does or not. We kind of have to be okay with other people getting to make their own choices. The do you have any ideas approach. We have our opinions about what something should look like and they need their opinions. I think so often people just don't know how to stay organized. They don't know how to keep a space looking decent. Maybe they need a system in place. Also, you can actually approach it with an actual attitude of curiosity as opposed to, you're always leaving your screwdrivers in the kitchen. What? That's not going to go over so well. You've got to do this. You've got to do that. Family members don't automatically go into resistance mode. So it's not going over well. But if you're like, Let's come up with ideas on how we can keep our counters clean. Let's think up another place we can put these screwdrivers that will be easy, just as easy to put away as it was to leave out. Communication goes a long way. Now, it may not always work, but it might work for most things. It's never going to be perfect. You may or may not all be on the same page. But communication goes a really long way. And you'd be surprised at how well it go does go over if you give people a chance to catch up. They might. Your family might start helping pitch in. Um, if you go into the kids' playroom, she says, and they're having fun and they've completely destroyed the playroom, you might want to start off by going in and just having a conversation about how much fun they were having in the space first. She says, wow, tell me what you did and you can engage with them first. Okay, now let's see if we can get it right back to where we had the room to play because you know that there's a lot of room here. Can we make some room? Do you guys know how to clean up? I think a lot of times we as adults don't always know, have the skills. So how do we expect our kids to have the skills if we don't teach them? We have to teach them. We have to give them the systems and the tools to empower. And it's not going to take a week. It 
could take 10 years. It's a process. That's okay too. Um, yes, that's what I grew up with. I wasn't taught how. So when I got married, I went to the library and I checked out all kinds of books, which is where I am a professional organizer today. This was 32 years ago. I started reading organizing books when I got married. And has my house always been organized? No. Has it always been clean? No. Have I at some times hired a housekeeper because I had a full-time job and a business? Yes. There are different seasons and sometimes you can know all the things and still not do all the things. So um, we've got to teach our, our families how to learn how to clean up and it takes time and it takes consistency. My kids would not clean up on chore day for nothing, but then I kept at it and kept at it and I kept, you know, we had one cleanup day and they had to clean up on that afternoon and they finally stopped resisting and it became a habit. Did I still have to remind them? Did I still have to inspect? Did I still have to do all the things to get them to, to do what they needed to do? Yes, but at least it was it got easier and easier. It didn't get perfect, it just got a little bit easier. Uh, so, um, let me see where I'm at here. Okay, now back to her idea of um, ground zero, of what that looks like. She calls it kitchen zero. She had a list of things that were non-negotiables that had to be done every day in the kitchen. But to make it short, instead of reading the 14 things on the list, she says it had to be sink and cabinets. 14 things on our list and we don't necessarily do them all every single day, but I have them printed out on a list. Kitchen Zero Light is clean the sink, clean the counters. If you can get to a clean sink and clean counters, that covers about 90% of your kitchen. Putting away food is another one that has to be done every day. There are some things that don't matter if you do them every day or not. But the kitchen, it really does matter. Um, and then she goes to talk about you know, other rooms that would be nice to keep clean. But most people concentrate on the rooms that are going to be seen, like the living room and the kitchen. Those are the rooms if we had guests people would see them and the guest bathroom but sometimes we struggle with keeping our guest our master bathroom and our bedroom our personal bedrooms clean because we know nobody's going to see it so will it be a high priority to do it every single day maybe not but we still need to declutter them and do them so that we have an oasis and a place to go when we do need to relax. So now she talks about horizontal surfaces 
are not storage spaces. Horizontal surfaces are not storage spaces. This includes the floor, it includes your desk, your kitchen counters and things like that, all those flat surfaces. I usually have people tackle the flat surfaces first, put all of that in a basket and then declutter and um, make necessary piles of those things first before we go on and tackle some of the other spaces in the room. Um, she says the, that becomes the place where things live. You put it down on a flat surface and then it just lives there. Uh, I don't know the mail or the screwdrivers or the pile of laundry we forget. And when those spaces are clear, then we just have room to breathe. It's what is called a white space. We can kind of think we can breathe. Things are so much calmer when we don't leave things cluttered on those flat surfaces. All right. And the last thing she says is, um, so the best place to start if you want to hear more of my teachings, Sarah Mueller, and the kind of uh, teaching and kind and come into her world is Facebook. Uh, Sarah Mueller can be found on Facebook. We have the Decluttering Club Facebook page. She also has the uh, Decluttering Club uh, free group is Declutter My Home. So people can find her over there. All right. Now, just an overview of what we talked about real quick. A snapshot by using some of the right. Oh, we already talked about that. Um, takeaways. Sorry. Takeaways. One, take a look one little space at a time and just notice what's there. Often you will find all kinds of things that you can let go of. And it's like, oh, I thought this was going to be hard, but actually this was pretty easy because you took care of things that you didn't even know you still had or they were lost. When you have less stuff, it is so much easier to keep things tidy. Change your mindset from, I don't know what happened, a bomb just went off in my kitchen, to the people who live in this house did it. This change in mindset puts you in control and you can do something about it. If a bomb went off, then you are at the mercy of your house. Expect your kitchen is going to get dirty every day and that you are going to spend a little bit of time cleaning it up. If I expect to have to, to do it every day, then I'm going to be able to do it. If I'm surprised and shocked when my kitchen is messy, then of course I'm going to be upset about it. It's really all about how we approach it and how we think about it. It has to be done, so just let's just do it. Now, action steps. Put routines and habits in place and just expect that you're going to have to clean up certain rooms every day, like the kitchen. Recognize that stuff strewn around a room oftentimes is just fluff. And we don't, and it won't take long to straighten it up. Communicate clearly 
decluttering expectations with your family. And last, teach your children and remind yourself that you don't have to love it. You just have to get it done. All right, guys, that is Sarah Mueller. And you can find her at Decluttering Club Facebook page. And free group is Declutter My Home. All right, guys. Thank you again for watching this podcast and YouTube video. And I hope to see you on the next podcast. And again, thumbs up, subscribe, share, like, do all the things because it really does help me get my podcast and my YouTube channel out there to help more people. And I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you for watching.